This episode of the podcast is sponsored by the Tips of Shoelaces. They're more sinister than you think. Do you know what nemesis means? A righteous infliction of retribution manifested by an appropriate agent. Personified in this case by an honorable cunt. Me. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, those who identify as non-binary, welcome back to Roll the Credits Podcast, the only podcast which is sweet enough. I'm Matt. I'm Zach. And today we are here to talk about Snatch. Yeah. Yeah, we just watched it, like, literally, like, a couple minutes ago. Initial thoughts, you prick. <laughs> I like it more than I did seven years ago when we first watched it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, it's still... It's it's a movie. It it's up there with like it's Holy just shit. wait, this was a movie? This was a movie to me. Wait, are you telling me that there was actors in this? There are actors. Was there a script? Somewhat. Oh, cool. Matthew wow. Vaughn also produced it. Is there cinematography? There's somewhat. <laughs> I mean there it's early two thousand stuff. Holy shit, that sounds like a movie. Mm, just a little bit. Okay. I'm going more of like what we say it as is like where it's hey, it's just a movie. It's not that great it's not that bad it's a movie i fucking love this movie well this is like one of my we're favorite gonna movies. we're gonna get into it so let me let me give us the rundown of who's in it and then do you want to give the synopsis yeah, that's, that's and then we'll get into I'll it do. yeah all right so snatch came out in 2000 is <laughs> it was directed by guy Ritchie. you have in here jason statham who plays turkish as your main character is he though Kind of. Yeah, I, I feel like he's billed as the main character. Yeah, I mean, he's in the opening, so I guess that makes sense. Um, You have Stephen Graham, who plays Tommy, his friend. Mm-hmm. You have Brad Pitt, who plays a very Irish man of Mickey O'Neill. Yep. You have Benicio Del Toro in here for all of five minutes, but I love that man, so he's got to be put... All of four minutes. Ah, because he's Frankie Four Fingers. Yeah, Four Fingers. You Fuck have you. Alan Ford in here, that who plays great. Bricktop. I'm going to talk over you. That was great. <laughs> I like that joke. <laughs> um, you have Lenny James, who plays Saul. You have Rad Serbetsky, who plays Boris the Blade. I know I didn't pronounce that right, but that is because that is a very hard name to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, you have Vinnie Jones, who plays Bullet Tooth Tony. And that's it. That's who you got. All right, cool. Remember when Vinnie Jones was in WWF? No. Really? He mm. was like the UK when they when they did like a pay-per-view in the UK. All right, we're getting sidetracked. Um, so it's because this movie's really British. <laughs> it's like extraordinarily British. Um, so yeah, I mean, the general premise is that Frankie Four Fingers robs mm. a Jewish, what, like a, it's not like a bank. It's just kind of like a diamond. More, yeah, more like a, a diamond facility, like where yeah. they, they just check to make sure like how priceless the, the diamonds are. Yeah. And it, what happens is is that he steals an 84-carat stone, mm-hmm. which is fucking the size of a house, as <laughs> uh, Saul says. Um, but yeah, I mean, the general premise from that, too, as well, is that you have Turkish, who is mm-hmm. a boxing promoter for, like, underground boxing. And he gets involved with the Pikeys, who are, like, Irish gypsies. And Bricktop, who is, like, the big gangster, like criminal overlord who runs the underground business and really it all just kind of circulates mm-hmm. around the diamond like there's a lot of different individual stories that all kind of collide together over time and overlap i think that's one of the things that like i really didn't like when i first watched it because the story just seems like so fucking like 
like jumbled where it's like oh here's this story and then there's this story and then this story and then it kind of comes full circle in the end yeah but like watching it over again i kind of like that because it really reminds me a little bit of like tarantino style yep that's where it's what I was like thinking. um especially to like it not just tarantino but four rooms mm-hmm. was like a really cool movie that did this where it's like it's all encapsulated in the same place but it's four different stories that kind of tie in together yeah and you never watched it too but there's a really good anime dararara Yes, which, um, I know about it. Yeah, which essentially has that too as well, where it's like individual characters with individual stories, but they all intersect within one world, mm-hmm. which is basically just London and circulating around everybody having this diamond at one point or another <laughs> and getting involved with all different sorts of criminal acts and mm-hmm. just fucking intersecting. Yeah. So I think yeah. we should probably talk about first, like the stuff that we liked about it. Well, I like the movies. So. I know, but like, <laughs> so... So I'll talk about, you want to start from the beginning? Um, So yeah, so it's nice to see, like, because I've mentioned it before in a podcast, like, Jason Statham always, to me, is, like, that action movie hero. Mm-hmm. Like, he like he never really strays away from being, like, the action star. He hits two guys with a bat in this movie. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think that's cool, because, like, for Jason Statham, like, he is this tough guy, but, like, he really is more of this kind of, like, his style of a comedy role. And I think yeah. that works for him just as, like, an actor where it doesn't hurt his credibility as a movie, mm-hmm. like, a, as an action star. Well, he's the he's the straight British man who mm-hmm. is, like, fed up and just reacts to everybody else being stupid. Yeah. Like, that's how he does his humor. Mm-hmm. Alan Ford, really like him as an antagonist of Bricktop. Yeah, Bricktop is phenomenal. Yeah. He's, like, <laughs> he's, the, he's the best. He's, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the words of the Virgin Mary, come again. <laughs> and his whole fucking nemesis speech and yes. talking about pigs. And, oh, God, my mic is falling. And fucking, yeah, like, he's just he's just perfectly antagonistic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's such a dick. I know. Like, I, I really enjoyed him. Um, The side story of, like, Saul and Tyrone. I would say and, that's the side story. Yeah, I'm. Um, it's cool. Mm-hmm. It, it adds like a little bit of like. It, it almost seems like a TV show where it's like you got to add like a a sub story to it, just so in that way you don't get like overwhelmed by the main story. Yeah, yeah. But I like a lot of the things with just Saul and Vincent and Tyrone. I think the best part about this movie is that everybody is always mad at everyone <laughs> about <Yeah>. everything. <laughs> like, no one's having a good time. They just want to get the diamond. They're just fucking fed up. And it's just... Which is great, because then mm. there's awesome quotes, which we talked about last time, which mm. I always love in movies, because this movie is incredibly quotable. It's got a few. It's got a few more than I remembered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, like... Uh, and, and plus two, like, I'll give it to Brad Pitt. I don't hate his Irish accent. Like, I know f- because I've seen Brad Pitt, like, I know he's not Irish oh, and yeah. I know he's acting, but he comes off as, like, a pretty decent accent to it. It's not, like, the worst. It's not, like, fucking Tom Cruise or uh, the who's the girl from Gangs in New York? Like, she does a terrible mm-hmm. Irish accent. Oh, and then fucking Robert Pattinson in The King with his yeah. French accent. Yeah, like, it's not... It's not terrible. It's just it's supposed to be incoherent, yes. which I think is funny, especially in the one scene where they're racing uh, the dogs to catch the rabbit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were watched it with subtitles on because it's very British, and sometimes it's really hard to understand <laughs> what's going on. But 
Like, it's it's funny that, like, a scene of that was just, like, couldn't fucking do anything. No yeah. subtitles for it. It's supposed to be incoherent, and that's the... And they reference that. Yeah, and I enjoyed that, too, because it's like, oh, yeah, fucking... Even the director realizes that, like, they're self-aware of this accent. Yeah. Because even, too, like, there's twice in it where it's like, come again? What did you say? And then they all say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, really what I like about this movie and the charm of it is just... Like you said, it's like all these different characters and all these different interactions, and it's all just like it's it's just bumbling because that's what Turkish and, and Tommy are. They're like mm. trying to get big and they're trying to get rich, but they're really bad at it, and they just keep getting deeper and deeper into shit with Bricktop and just the Pikes and everything else. Is it even that? Like I I I almost feel like they're just trying to like make a living like booking fights yeah and they just get mixed up with like the worst guy that you probably could get mixed up with they just want a caravan Mm -hmm. and whenever those sausages are ready yeah (laughs) (laughs) five minutes yeah you said five minutes two minutes ago yep but yeah i mean the the really great stuff about snatch is just all the actors constantly saying fuck off Mm -hmm. um some just really good like monologues I yeah. think with like Vinnie Jones and Bricktop, like those are those are the best ones. But yeah, it's just fucking it's just great. It's just <laughs> a bunch of people just hanging out and talking, which I think is great. Well, that's why I say like it's very much like a movie cuz like it's not something where it's like you can really get in and like dissect like scene by scene and be like, "Well, this has meaning in this way and this mm-hmm. has meaning in this way." It's literally just you're watching a week of shit just going wrong for like seven people yep and i thought that was fun because mm-hmm. if you go in like that it's like oh yeah fuck it it's just like it, it's a good time movie like you're going to watch it to have a good time yeah it's an hour 45 i mean it's just like you're like oh man these guys got everything set out it's all planned up and then it's just like slipping on banana peels yeah. like just fucking like when um Saul and vincent are trying to rob the the booking office oh yeah, yeah. and it's like he gets stuck in the grates <laughs> they're like sh- they only have coins mm-hmm. left like they're saying each other's names and they took their masks off and they're just on camera like they're they're losers mm-hmm. they don't know what they're doing my favorite scene probably was like when towards the end like when they're all in the car and they're all driving separately yep and you have different shots of like each car of like what they're doing mm-hmm. and it all matches up together and it's all from fucking turkish's just milk yep that sets everything off because he drinks milk throughout the entire film which i think is hilarious He's yeah a big jug of milk and of course <laughs> and they're too- talking about how the human body isn't able to understand yeah. <laughs> if it's good or bad for you <laughs> so take note milk is not good for you it's so it's- says snatch yeah and then it's like, and then you shoot to the other car, and they're talking about like, what, what do you want to do with them? You with the guy in our trunk? You want to stab him? It's like, no, that seems like cruel. Yeah. It's like, well, what do you want to do? Then? Do you want to shoot him? No, that seems too loud. <laughs> the guy in the back pulls out a sword, yes. <laughs> which eventually he gets stabbed with, and then it's and then it shuts back to the other one, and they're like, they have blanks mm-hmm. as and like replica guns, and they're like, do they work? And it's like, I don't know. And they shoot it, and all the windows blow out. Yes, which is awesome. <laughs> and it's like nothing. Like everybody in every scenario is. Just just like they're just goofy mm-hmm. but they're supposed to be like these intimidating serious gangsters because i mean that's basically what they are and of course early 2000s means that brad pitt has to be shirtless for most of his scenes oh, yeah he's he looks good in this well yeah he's always looked good yeah he's always in shape it's just mm-hmm. like since fight club like he always has to be shirtless yeah i mean this is ba- he's basically like still in fight club in this movie because yeah. he's just punching people he's just he's irish now 
fuck out. Yeah, but he's Irish. But, and a real person. Yeah. And I think um, back to what you were saying before, like, yeah, it's not something to, like, read into or it's, like, a movie that you got to really dissect. I think the only thing is, like, I guess Mickey O'Neill has a very, like, tragic story. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's just, like, a guy and he's just hanging out with his family. And then he gets roped up in this boxing and then it's, like, his mom gets killed as a result of it. And then they have, like, payback against Bricktop and his gang. I guess it's the only little bit of character development. Yeah. he does something, but... Yeah, I mean, he got, it's more of like a revenge story for him. Yeah. Um, but it's just, I mean, it's laid out in a very fun way where it's like the gypsy who doesn't give a shit about anything mm-hmm. has outsmarted everybody else who are like crime bosses and like people that deal with this shit on a daily basis. Yep, and everybody hates them. Everybody thinks bad of them because every scene, <laughs> like when they're in the vans and it's like the guy up front is like, I fucking hate the pikeys. And yeah. then it cuts to the guys in the back of the van and he's like, I fucking hate the pikeys. <laughs> and it's just, you know, like nobody thinks anything of them and then they're like the most organized and the most tactical and they just like... They're the only ones that are pretty competent in the film. Like, everybody yeah. else is incompetent. Well, because they're street smarts, too. Yeah. Like, they're just, they're like, fuck it, I'll do whatever it takes. Mm. And it just plays out into their favor that it's like, oh, I can just pick up my shit and leave. Yep. So that works for them. Also, I'm glad you said the word fuck, because never have I ever watched a movie mm. and been like, man, I want to tell somebody to fuck off <laughs> so badly. <laughs> I think every, no, not every scene that's hyperbolic, but like most of every scene mm. ends with somebody going fuck off. <laughs> I do think that that's like a goal in life is being able to have the confidence where somebody's pointing a gun at you mm-hmm. and you just be like, fuck off, mate. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's the best scene in my opinion, which is that. Where, oh, that uh, hallway scene at the bar. Yeah, uh-huh, mm-hmm. where he's, like, literally, like, Bullet Tooth Tony is intimidating them because he knows it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. And you see him lean in the beginning of the scene because he reads the side of it, which um, Vincent, Saul, and Tyrone's gun say replica. Yeah. And he knows that, so he has enough confidence to be like, okay, let me fucking, let me intimidate them mm-hmm. and pull out my massive gun. Yeah, my <laughs> Desert Eagle. Point five oh. <laughs> yep. And now, fuck off. Yeah. And then they fuck <laughs> off, and then they bumble, and then they get the briefcase, which has the diamond in it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it's it's basically Pulp Fiction, but British and incompetent. Yeah, I mean, I almost feel like, because the idea of the story is like for the diamond. Yeah. And for a majority of the film, it kind of seems more or less like it's not about the diamond at all no it's just kind of like everybody fumbling around trying to figure it out but they're still not like fully fully understanding it and i mean even at the end it's like it kind of pans out but it all just like ends up coming back as like one full circle where it's avi going back and forth from england to try and get the diamond and it just so happens that when turkish and tommy have it they go to, I forgot his name, but the... Doug. Yeah, yeah. Doug the Head. Yeah, Doug mm-hmm. the Head, who works with Avi. Yep. And is like, hey, is there anybody that probably wants this? And is like, oh, I know somebody that it's does. It's literally bumbling into su- mm-hmm. success. It's like if you were walking down the street and you tripped and you fell down and you found $100. Like, <laughs> that's the that's the way that this movie is directed. Yeah. And it's it's great, too. And I, I like that I mentioned that. It's like literally like Turkish and Tommy have no fucking idea what the diamond is for the entire movie. Mm-hmm. They have their own story, which is them trying to get out of this favor with Bricktop and just trying to stay alive with this fucking bets. And then at the end of it, 
they eventually get the diamond. Mm-hmm. But then you have all the other characters that are like circulating around it. Oh, we got to find fucking Benicio del Toro because he has the diamond. Oh, this guy's got the diamond. Oh, we got to go find this shit. Where's the diamond? Oh, these idiots have the diamond. Okay, we got to go get that. And it's like, it's it's so like driven around that at mm-hmm. times. But then it's it clearly like other times it's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like it's not important. We got to get this fucking body like, out that's of here. What, that's what like I think like letting it sit with me a little bit like it almost it's, it's a good thing we just watched this. i know right just so we can we have plenty <laughs> so of time sit with it we have plenty of time to digest it seeing as how we just started the podcast mm. right after finishing it yeah but um it, it's weird because like as i think about it it's so it like diverges itself so much mm-hmm. that it contains itself yeah and that's what's weird to me um i don't know if you knew too but alan ford who plays um Bricktop, yeah, is actually like the crazy guy in Tusk. Yeah, he totally is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, That's and I, fun. I was looking at him. I was like, that motherfucker looks so weird without a beard and yelling about walruses. This is also that movie for all you listeners where it's like, oh yeah, that guy, that guy's <laughs> in it. Because yeah, fucking everybody's in this movie. Yeah, there's a lot of people in yeah. this. Where you can look at them and go, oh, I've seen that guy somewhere else before. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, like you literally did that with Saul, where you're like, oh shit, he's from The Walking Dead, and yeah. it's like, yeah. Everybody's in this movie. Yeah. It's really good. I know. I mean, and Jason Statham, it's nice to see like some of his earlier stuff, especially when he still has a hairline too. Yeah. But um <laughs> I say that I sweating that bullets cuz that man could kill me. <laughs> yeah. But fucking um you haven't seen any other like Guy Ritchie movies, right? Cuz No, I kind of looked it up, but like it it looks like a lot of the posters at least look the exact same where it's just here's the entire cast mm-hmm. just standing in front of a white screen. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got this formula. Mm-hmm. Like the only other one I've seen is Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah, that is, was the other one that I saw that it, um it's basically that was on there. yeah, it's the same premise. It's not the same, but it's essentially like the idea of like British crime, bunch of people are trying to get these shotguns which are valuable and you could sell them. Mm-hmm. And it's it's that idea and it's really good in terms of this formula which is it's British crime. Yeah. But it's fun. It's mm-hmm. kind of quirky. It's it takes itself serious at times. Mhm. But, like, you want to be like, oh, well, we got to get Bullet to Tony. Oh, who is he? Oh, he got shot six times, and he's okay. <laughs> and then it cuts to him just smashing some guy with a fucking door, and then he pulls up his car phone, because it's 2000, mm-hmm. and he's like, bonjour. And yeah. it's just, like, there's a certain amount of charm to it, mm-hmm. which is, is great. Yeah, there is the charm to it. I, I do want to kind of, like, discuss a little bit now of, like, the things that I didn't like about it. Okay. Um... Because fuck you, I know you're going to defend the hell out of this thing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I have some points to make about this. Sure, let me sandbag them. All right, this movie is dated. This oh, movie is... fuck yeah, it is. Okay, yeah, this, <laughs> this movie is very dated in the fact of, like, the camera style of mm-hmm. the film. Like, from the opening stuff, like, I was like, oh, cool, with, like, Benicio Del Toro's character, where they're doing the, basically, the title screen through, like, um, video screens like security monitors yeah which I dig I think I that's thought, great I thought it was cool uh-huh. as soon as he pulls down like the, <laughs> the jacket and they all pull out guns and the cameras are fucking swerving yeah, and swaying spinning. and zooming in on people <laughs> that don't need it. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, this is so 2000. Yeah, I know. And there's a lot of like random cuts. I think the only one I really like is with um, Avi when he's traveling. Yes. Where he takes the shot, he's flying on the plane, he like they stamp his passport. Mm-hmm. Like that's good. But I again, like that that's as a also like a, a Tarantino thing. Like yeah. he fucking like he has that. 
I feel like somewhere someone has said that like Guy Ritchie's like the British Tarantino. I feel like that's a thing. Maybe. I mean, it, it quote is. Quote me. I don't care. It is kind of. <laughs> Guy Ritchie is the British Tarantino I'm thing. I'm sure somebody has said that other than me, but. <laughs> put that on a t-shirt. No, put that on the box. Because uh, <laughs> the thing they put on the box is terrible. It says a rock'em sock'em camper <laughs> with energy to spare. It's terrible. Yeah, that's, that's pretty awful bad. Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> you guys made so many good things. Yeah, but um, no, the 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 magazine, not the yeah, they made good the things. Band. Okay, sorry. Both. Both. B o o f. Continue with your things that you don't like about the movie. I yeah. will agree though that it is dated because it's 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 weird and that it's action and yeah <clears throat> yeah it's very dated for <laughs> yeah. the 2000s. Um, it also just seems like too like slapsticky at times like the the final fight with mickey and <laughs> i forgot his name i like that it's a boss like it's yeah. a final fight oh who gives a shit what the other guy's name is yeah but like when they're fighting and it's just like just quick cuts and it slows down for like certain punches and then speeds back up yeah and it has like the tire screeching noises which yes. i thought was kind of annoying and then yeah. yeah it takes you out of it and then you have like the weird scene of like Mickey getting punched and sent in the air, and then while it's kind of cool of like him just floating through water. Good, I'm glad you got that up because that part's fucking. That's there's only like two good things in cinematography, which is the opening with the the security cameras and that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I'm glad you brought that up. But yeah. continue. Um, literally that kind of took me out of it because I was like, I get what you're going for, but it also doesn't fully fit. Like, had you added like some kind of almost like religious like overtone music to it to be like oh fuck he got punched so hard he's about to die mm. then it becomes more like comedy again but it just doesn't fit in like this serious moment yeah um but that... then there's other good stuff like when it zooms in on turkish and tommy and it just freeze frames and it goes now we're fucked <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that's great yeah like that's not bad yeah um that's really like again like it, did you make a list when we were watching that? Oh, I always write down a bunch I was of stuff. Wondering what you were writing. Yeah, yeah. I write down like um quotes and then also like key points that I want to talk about. Shit that pisses me off and shit that I really like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do that for every movie. Um, but yeah, like it it just seems like so two thousand. That two thousand like, and late. Yeah, I. <laughs> and didn't you bring up something too, where it's like Guy Ritchie was like married to Madonna, mm-hmm. so he put a lot of her music in it. Yep, and the scene where um Tony is smashing some guy's face in with his car door. Mm-hmm. It's playing Madonna because yeah. you know that makes sense, right? Like your ladies in the movie, so put her music in. I mean, fuck, it, Tim lady? Burton does it for everything. Well, yeah, but that's that's Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different. Thing. And Tarantino's got to put everybody with feet. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, because we yeah. like feet. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. We're not <laughs> sponsored by feet. <laughs> Roll the credits. Podcast is sponsored by feet. Mm-hmm. It's not. A... We're not into the fetish. Kind of are. I so am. a little bit. I'll I'll die on that hill. <laughs> I am. I'll fall on that sword. Yeah. There's no feet in this movie, right? Mm-mm. I will right. say too, like um. Really, we're not going to expand on that more. What is there any feet? Feet in this movie. <laughs> Uh, no, no. I mean, I, unless you count like Tyrone's leg getting bit by the dog. That's true. We did zoom in on his foot. Mm-hmm. Um, Confirmed to be Tarantino, <laughs> Guy Ritchie. This didn't. I know you've seen it too. Mm-hmm. I've seen this At points, movie a lot. This felt a lot like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah, and that's not just because Benicio del Toro. That's just like the weird kind of like 
snap quick cuts to like almost drug induced type stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially with Benicio del Toro with the whole gambling thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he loves gambling and it yeah. just cuts to it and it just it just reminds you that he is a he's addicted to gambling yeah which I mean, is good because it helps fuel the plot of the movie because he gets the diamond oh god this movie's like like there's no real plot so it's mm-hmm. weird kind of like explaining it but he like gets the diamond and then he gets involved because he has to get a gun and then they take advantage of that because he wants to get he, they want to, somebody else wants to get the diamond, so they're like, oh, you should start gambling. And then he's like, fuck yeah, I love gambling. And mm-hmm. then he gets, he goes to the bookies, but then the other people go to the bookies and they fuck him up and they take him and then he gets shot and then the other people steal the diamonds. And then it just keeps going from there. It's yeah. just like, it's exhausting talking about the plot. Mm-hmm. Because there is no plot. Because <laughs> there isn't. It's just literally like, oh, this scene, oh, it's a Turkish scene. Mm-hmm. And you're like, cool, I wonder what they're going to do that's silly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, overall, like, after watching it the second time, like, I don't hate it as much as I've always said I do. Mm-hmm. It's not the best, but I will say, like, it it's probably, like, seven and a half dogs out of ten. Dags. Dags. Seven, seven and a half dags out of ten. All I'll right. give it that. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you want to give it? You want to give it something higher since you fucking... You yeah, I will. I often... this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's ten out of ten pigs to help <laughs> oh, fuck you. eat a body. <laughs> I, I often, like, when we're taking the dog out and I'm just walking around, mm-hmm. I, I, I think about that where I'm like, oh, yeah, it takes, you know, about, like, okay, it's like 16 <laughs> pigs. You got to take the hair body. off and you got to take the teeth out. Mm-hmm. And then it'll, cu- it'll eat them. If you starve them, it'll, it'll eat them in, like, eight minutes. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Because that's what this movie is. And just, oh, I just, I just think about, like, Periwinkle Blue every now and again. I also think about that. Everything with... Because, like, Brad Pitt's, like, it's funny because, like, he's... Like, the biggest on the box, mm-hmm. because he's Brad Pitt, because well, yeah. of course he is. And I think it's really interesting that, like, an American actor came over to do, like, this British movie. And, yeah, but he's, like, and he is kind of, like, one of the bigger characters, but it's it's fun that he's not, like, he's not, like, overshadowing mm-hmm. the rest of it. Like, it's, it's all these different characters, and they all get their shine in one way or shape or form. Mm-hmm. And they all go through their own little stories, and it all comes to an end, which I like. Yeah. So, in that, I like it. Yeah. Matt, what would you like to recommend, though? Oh, shit, I forgot I have to do this. Mm-hmm. Fuck. What have you been doing this week that, like, you really want to talk about? Can we, like, draw at the podcast for, like, five minutes while I think about this? Why don't you talk about Chainsaw Man? I could talk about Chainsaw Man. I guess it's relevant because it's it's coming out soon. Mm-hmm. All right, so, Zach, mm-hmm. do you like chainsaws? <laughs> um, In a practical sense? No, I love them every other way. Do you like men? Uh, I am not liberty <laughs> to say that, but okay. yes. Yeah, so... um. I mean, it, there's a phenomenal manga. Mm-hmm. It's called Chainsaw Man. It's it's it breaks the mold for being fantastic, like because it's a shonen manga, and shonen is a really big company that does a lot of different like big titles like Naruto and Bleach and One Piece, like the the typical Dragon Ball. Yeah, like yeah. the typical animes and manga that you would expect. But the thing about Chainsaw Man is that it breaks the mold and it doesn't in a fucking phenomenal way. It's mm-hmm. gory. It's interesting. It doesn't take anything lightly like it doesn't pull its punches and it's just fucking like it's super easy to read it's super interesting there's great characters there's great moments and there's an anime coming out at the end of the year so if that's ever better reason to start getting into something then i would say check it out and you definitely need to read it because i've been pushing i started it, it. I, I yeah you're, i'm like you're, 10 chapters in uh-huh. and then i just kind of like fell off from it but that's also because i fell off from everything else pick it back up 
Yeah, I should just do that. Yeah. So that's my recommendation. Cool. Um, so up next for our movie discussion, we are going to be doing what makes a dystopian era film good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun. Yeah. We'll I do. like I like dystopian films. Mm-hmm. As, as do I. Okay. Cool. A nice burp. I'm going to take us out then. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Matt, we're proper fucked.